Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. It's Denise Salcedo and I am beyond excited and thrilled to present to you my next guest for today. She is a five-time WWE Women's Champion and former WWE Divas Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Mickey James. Wow. Hi, Mickey. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. It is so great to have you on here. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, now I know you're extremely busy, especially with your return to WWE. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. How does it feel to be back after a year and a half? Um, it's a bit like it feels good to be back. I feel better than ever. You know, from a from a personal standpoint, I feel great. I've, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited about new opportunities, new matches. As far as my return, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm a little bit, you know. But you can't win them all, I guess. You can't knock it out of the park every time. Exactly. But, but the fans, though, they're so happy to have you back. And they're all clamoring to really see you have these, like, great, like, not just any return. Like, we're excited to see Mickey James full force do all the things we know she's great at. How does it feel to sort of have that support from the fans? It's the fan the fan reaction has been amazing. I love them. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that my fans have always been loud. They've always been proud. And, um, I, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself. So I let them do my, do my work for me. How does it feel wrestling in front of, you know, obviously they have the NXT talent there in the crowd, but it's obviously a difference from having fans. How does that feel like for you as a performer? It was very, very different because that was my first time back performing in those circumstances. So hats off to all the talent who's been, you know, working through these circumstances to have to, it's really hard to go out there and get your butt kicked or kicked butt with, you know, zero audience out there. And then, you know, even with the, thank goodness for the NXT talent that are out there to create that noise and create those reactions to create those emotions um, because it helps. It helps so much because it's hard. It's hard work. You know, it's so quiet. It's so empty. It's so you're used to feeding and living off of the energy from the audience, you know, and you don't have that. You And you don't have that immediate satisfaction to know whether something is getting, you know, the response and, and the emotion that you want out of it or not. You don't know until you, you know, check the Internet, I guess. You're it's like, like, how did you guys feel about this? Like that instant reaction. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, and you hope, you hope that you're telling the right story. You hope that you're pulling, you know, and doing what you need to be doing, but. So it's now, you're back and you're in a program right now with, with Lana and Natalia. And uh, besides them, who are some of the women that you're interested in working with now that you've returned? Well, yeah. I, I'm so excited to work with all of them. I've not really had a chance to have like a true singles program i think with the exception of alexa um i don't really have i've not had everything's been in tag matches everything's been an alliance or something like that it's not been the story's not really been about me you know for the most part except for my storyline with alexa so i i can't wait to work with all of the girls i want to work with bailey i want to work with sasha i want to work with becky when she comes back i want to work with charlotte when she comes back um this is actually my first time really working with Natty, like in a program yes. kind of thing. So I'm excited about, you know, what we can do together. Like, I mean, I love Natty. I've always thought Natty is like one of the best wrestlers we have, whether she's the boat or not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I love that. The boat. <laughs> the boat. I yeah. Said, 
Does that mean Lana's your dinghy? <laughs> exactly. And okay, here's the thing though, too, is that you're one of the few women and maybe the only women woman that has been able to work with, you know, some of the old familiar faces that we used to see, like Trish and Lita and all of those people. And now with the new crop of talent, uh, how does it feel to be able to sort of work with that generation, but now also this new generation? Um, it's awesome. It's awesome because you know. I say that there's a, it's always those kind of levels. And now I look back when I was young and I was hungry and I was on that, you know, level of, and they're the, you know, older females are like, not older, but you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. the, the ones who were the veterans in the locker room are probably looking at me like, oh, you just wait a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's amazing to see. It's amazing to see. And it's amazing to be able to work with them because, you know, especially like the younger talent or the talent come in because we there we're getting opportunities to have matches that we never really had a chance to do before. So now it's like all these all of this work that all of us have done for so long to get to these moments and now I get to actually relish in those moments when given the opportunity I get to do those things and to be in those things that we've fought so hard to get to, you know? So Yes. It's great. It's great. And you mentioned like those things that you that you guys worked really hard to get. And here's the thing with Becky Lynch gone from maternity leave. You know, she was the face of the company. So that spot is it's essentially open for grabs. So how does that what kind of vibe is there for the women knowing that they can get to that Becky Lynch point for the company? Well, you know, that's a big point to get to. You know, it's a rarity, I think, that when someone gets red hot like that, when someone gets to that, I mean, that's like a different level. Like we all aspire to get to that. You just need, sometimes it's just that one thing, that one thing. And she got it and that match strick and she rolled with it and she was on fire. Like nobody was more over than Becky, you know? So, I mean, I think that it's real when you get someone that red hot, like she was red, red hot, you know? So I think that we all aspire for that type of success and that type of, level of success and it's so awesome to see that now as being a female spot because those spots were always delegated for men you know that kind of big money big level push of like that much time and investment and getting the microphone and all of that stuff so you know what she took the ball and she ran with it and she kicked ass and i'm so proud of her right yeah. and so I'm excited yeah. about her return so it, it it but i think that spot is open but it's it's one of those things. Yeah, that spot is open, but it's gonna take like not only a big character, but the right investment. It's gonna take a lot more than just you know what I mean. It just yes, it takes the, it takes the right making soup here. I don't know uh, all the ingredients. There are so many ingredients that it takes to make the next Becky Lynch, you know, and so on and so forth. For sure. Yes. And obviously, like now, like there's hope, though, for the women, because I was talking with Melina about a week ago. And what she said was when she was with the company, you know, obviously the women wanted to have more, you know, more time in the ring. But she said she never felt like it would happen while she was there. So now we're seeing this shift in women's evolution. What are your thoughts overall with how the company has handled uh, women's wrestling from then to now and what we're seeing? Um, I think, you know, and this reigns true, I think with everything, this happens with the cruiser weights and it does, they, it goes through these ebbs and flows. Um, and there was a time I felt like when I first got there that we were getting some time in the ring, we were getting some really kick-ass matches. I mean, I felt like 
Trish and Lita main event at Raw. They had hardcore matches. Trish was the hardcore champion or something. You know what I mean? It's like, so we were crossing those boundaries and then we kind of de-evolutionized a little bit, I think. In a sense of like, we kind of went back a few, sometimes it takes that. It takes you sometimes to take those steps backwards to go away to where the people, it was really the audience and the fans that started to say, no, we demand more because other companies were already doing it. Other companies were already having, you know, main event female matches and cage matches and all women's promotions and stuff. So it wasn't until the fans stepped up and said, no, we know what the women are capable of. But we want to see them do that. We want to, you know what I mean? And that it yes. started changing across the board. Um, so that's all I always say. You just never know how powerful your fans' voices are. You know, like sometimes we, I think we take them for granted in a sense because they are telling us what they want. You know what I mean? And what they want to see. And that's the thing is that you were one of those women that when you came into WWE, you already had this reputation of she's just not your regular, you know, she's not, she's more like she wrestles with guys. So it's like you came in here with like all of this stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, you came in with this, this, this new presence. And here's the thing though, is that your match with Trish Stratus, there had never really been a feud like that. And to this day, people are still talking about that feud. Uh, So what does it mean to you? Do you think it lays? down some of the groundwork that we're seeing right now for women's storylines? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, it's always those moments and and it took a long time to get here. Like it didn't happen overnight, you know? So um, I'm so grateful to still be a part of it and to be able to see it on this side of it. Um, But I do think I, I, I'm always grateful for my, you know, feud with Trish Stratus. Definitely. I feel like my, you know, introduction with Trish really set the bar for me where I was positioned as far as the respect from the fans and what kind of level I would then have for the entirety of my career. And so I'm very, very blessed with that. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better person to be aligned with right from the gate, not only because she was the top female and still is regarded as one of the top females of all time, but she helped me so much. She helped me so much when we were doing the storylines, when we were playing these characters, we just bounced off. We had good chemistry together and it really set, you know, it set the standard and we were able to have so much time to go into that storyline to, to delve through, to get to those magical moments and like just the little pieces along the way um, that by the time we got to WrestleMania, the people just erupted for it. And that was amazing. That was still one. I get chill bumps. When I think about moments like that, I get chill bumps when I think about, you know, fast forward to the rumble and the people remember and I and they erupt all over again. Like that's like when you know that you've made magic and that's a really special, special feeling. And here's the thing, too, is that people, you know, before that, it was like, oh, Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita. But now it's also a Trish and Mickey James. And that's that's obviously must be like very you know exciting for you to yeah. also be mentioned in there. Oh, absolutely. And I have nothing but love and admiration for Lita. Everyone knows that she was one of my favorite. I feel like she was breaking down doors for females in a time when nobody else was because she was she was so different. And and like that beautiful sex cells, attitude era, blonde, blue eyes, big boobs. Like she was unique, different cargo pants, thongs kind of pulled up, looking like a badass, tattoos, gimmicks, like the hair and she could do the flips and she wasn't afraid to, you know, kick the guy's butts. It was, and she could do cool moves that you never really saw girls do. It was just, 
she just captured a whole new audience of females, you know, and it was 100%. It's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And I always think like there's certain women that have that thing. It's like, for example, like China, it's that one thing that's different that attracts a female audience in a different way. Because as you know, not all, you know, young girls out there, they don't re always relate to, like you said, the traditional, the traditional norm of what you think is considered sexy in the business, you know? They are not that and not, and they don't want to be that, you know, like there's a lot of smart women out there who want to be the smart ones and who want to be, who dare to be different and want to break down barriers in other ways, like changing laws and making movements on the other side. Like we have right now, we have women are some of the most powerful people on the planet, you yes. know, on every level. So we're making moves y'all. We are, we really are. And this isn't just wrestling here. We're talking all realms of entertainment, politics, you name it, all of it. Uh, so with that being said, you know, a lot of fans, when a certain company isn't handling women's wrestling the way that there should be, now there's backlash where people are fighting for women's wrestling. And, you know, in, in terms of like the eyes of the fans, it's seen as more important, I guess you can say that it was before. What does that mean to you to sort of see people voice their opinions in regards to women's wrestling? It's so powerful. It's so powerful, I think, because it, it often, like, especially because, you know, the internet now, everyone can be vocal and everyone can say what they're thinking and feeling. And now we've given all these extra tools as hashtags and stuff to where then they know as it's getting circled down, it's siphoned. And so they see everything, you know, they can see exactly what you guys really love and what you don't love. And I think it's really powerful that the fans want to stand up for women and women's wrestling and the respect for the women's division and all of these things, as much as we fight and we want it, you know, it's yes, you feel good. It makes you feel like you're doing your job and you're doing your part. And that's all we've ever wanted was to be, looked at and perceived and, and seen as equals. And um, it's pretty amazing to see that happen, you know? I think it's great. And obviously, you know, just following social media, listening to podcasts, the number one thing that people are always talking about or bringing up in conversations is women's wrestling. So it's really nice that, you know, we've had women like yourself that are, you know, have just sort of built that reputation for women and set a higher standard. Uh, so Mickey, what are some of your goals that you still have left within wrestling, outside of wrestling? Because we all know you've done, you know, a lot, you know, country music so much. Um, what are some of your goals? Um, well, I want to win one more championship. Yes. I didn't come back this whole run to not win one piece of gold. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. And maybe those shiny tag team championships because they're new. And those are, yes. that would be fun. I like to put all of them on my wall, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I love know, that. It's, I don't know. I have so many, you know. As far as wrestling, I want to continue to contribute. I, I do. I do want those shiny titles. I do want them for my wall. I already have the shadow boxes picked out. I already know. But, however, I do have so much more to give, I think, on both sides of the, of the you know, of the arena. Like, I, I do eventually want to, like, cross over and just to help a lot of the younger talent. Because I feel like there is, there are some of the, lock, you know, there's the girls, there's Natty, there's me, there's women in the locker room that are helping, but there isn't a lot to be able to give that to the newer talent that are coming up from the NXT to be able to help them with their promos and stuff like that, or just kind of guide them or like show them because, you know, it's still, even though we're 2020 and we do have all these movements and we do have all these stuff and it is a different world out there. It is, we still are 
the women's division, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, we are still fighting, you know what I mean? We've come a long, a long way in a long time, you know, it's taken a long time to get there. So. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of like you're a, can, a kid in a candy store. Like I think of you and I'm thinking, okay, she's back. I want to see her against this person, that person, that person. I'm like, just make it work. Throw them all in there. Want to see it all. <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to get as much as I possibly can. Uh, Mickey, what keeps you motivated to keep just like coming back, stewing, you know, you, you mentioned obviously working with the women, but personally, like what keeps you motivated? Um, I think I've always, I just always have wanted to be the best and I've always wanted everything. And I've always, especially when I've told no, I can't have that or whatever, then I want it even more, you know, it's like, what, no, what do you mean? No. So, um, my son, you know, I, I love my son and he did, you know, most of my career, he, he wasn't even alive for most of my career. So he's going to look back at that and he's either going to be mortified or really <laughs> think I'm the coolest person on the planet. I don't know yet. But at this point where now he's really starting to understand it and realize like, oh, mom's on TV. Like it's, it's kind of cool, but to be able to provide a life for my son and to be able to use, the, you know, use my platform to be able to help, you know, so many various charities that I work with. I want to build this farm, this um, horse farm. I know I've talked about it. Yes. I build this therapy retreat center with the horses and stuff. So I want to do that. I have a million things. I have a new album coming out that I've been working on. That's all original stuff. Um, so, yeah. I love it. So I just, I love, I love your energy. You're just like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, it's very inspiring. Like we're not living in the days anymore where you do oh. one thing, you retire and then that's it. Your life's over. No, like you go and you take all of these different routes and paths. Well, I think, I don't know. Everybody's, I think everybody works differently. And, and I've not, I've never been one of those nine to five people or work behind a desk. people. I've never, never have. I've always been very artistic, drawing music, uh, you know, different things. Like it's just my, I am a creative person. Like I live, you know, I'm very inspired by people or by situations that, you know, just inspire me, you know, and yes. I write about it and I want to talk about it. I want to sing about it. I want to, acted out on television like I want that's just what I desire to do like that's just me and that's the beauty is that we all are wired differently you know because I could not sit down and write a whole book about it you know maybe I could actually I think you could I think you could <laughs> my own book today that would be amazing. I, I would I would definitely get that, read that, binge it, you name it. <laughs> so Mickey, we're going to go ahead and go into our lightning round portion of this interview. So this is one of my favorite things to do with my guests. I essentially ask you 10 random questions about yourself and you just answer them however you want to. It's a really awesome way for your fans to get to know you a little bit more. So let's go ahead and do it. Are you guys ready for lightning round with Mickey James? Question number one, secretly, what is your favorite cartoon or movie that your son watches that you actually enjoy? Oh, Chico Bon Bon. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that one. It's a new one on Netflix and they just came out with the second season. It's actually <laughs> really cute. It's cute. another one. And I was like, Oh, I couldn't think of the name of it, but it is kind of funny. Like I watch, we watch all the toy stories. We've oh, yes. every single one of them at least 50 times. Oh so my God. One through four. And so we watch them like once a week, at least we'll get through all of them. But 
So you would nail Toy Story trivia. That's what you're telling me. I don't know if I would nail it, but I've definitely seen it a lot. <laughs> awesome. Question number two. Which friend's character do you think you are most like? Oh. It's a tough one. I know, because I feel like I'm a blend between Monica and Rachel. Yes. I'm like this weird blend between them. Because I'm definitely Rachel-y on some areas, but I'm definitely Monica-y on the others. Like the hyper-organized sort of person. Yeah. So I think my OCD for sure is on that side. But then also kind of like airy and like go with the flow on the other, you know? I, yes. I, but it's not Phoebe. I'm not Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Phoebe whatsoever. <laughs> I love her. I love her so yes. much. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, question number three. If you were to form a girl group with three other musicians, who would they be? Uh, Anita Strauss. So she can do my, yes. <laughs> uh, four other females? The three other females. Oh. Or you can do four. If you want to do four, yeah, you bring the four. Three others. Okay, so Anita Strauss. Uh, can I get Pink? Yes. And um, right now, and Nicki Minaj. Oh, that would be a collaboration. Really random rock, Southern rock, country. Do I get one more? Go, throw it in there. Throw it in there. One, two. Uh, I'm going to do Carrie Underwood. Oh, yes. I'm going to do all. That's going to be one powerhouse group right there. I just can't. I would love to see your guys' performance at the Grammys, VMAs, music video. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see it happen. All likes. <laughs> yes. Uh, question number four. If you could raid any celebrity's closet, who would it be? Oh, man. J-Lo? Oh, yeah. I Fabulous. Want yes. Yes. Question number five. After a long, hard day, what is the best way to relax? Um probably a cocktail and just to decompress on the couch. Like I, I will hit this one all the way out all the time with my feet up and everything. I love that. Uh, you're like, I'm, you're like, I'm, I want to do it now. Right. I just we'll need to melt in here for about five minutes. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Question number six, when traveling for work, which city must you always do some sightseeing in? Oh, wow. Um, I try to make the most out of every city. It's like really hard. You have to do New York. If you're in New York, you have to do New York. Um, same with LA, like all those big cities, but I really love St. Louis. Oh, okay. I really love St. Louis and I don't know why. It's like, I love that bluesy kind of music vibe. And yeah, I think St. Perfect. I love that. Uh, let's see. We are moving on to question number seven. What is your favorite color to wear when it comes to your wrestling gear? Turquoise. Oh, I love that one. It really pops. It really pops. I, I was going to say, because yellow and turquoise are my two favorite colors. So it's probably yellow, turquoise, and purple. Those would be the three. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yellow can be questionable sometimes because it's like the fabric if you sweat it just you can see you it's just because it's such a bright color you have I have to worry more about if i'm sweating too much or anything like that oh that's interesting i didn't realize that yes for so but for normal clothes or like whatever like a pretty yellow dress or something is beautiful but i i get a little nervous when i have to wrestle it 
Oh, I'm going to keep an eye out for that and be like, oh, she's wearing yellow today <laughs> or see what colors you wear. <laughs> uh, question number eight. Who are your favorite people to travel with? Um, Foxy. Oh, really? Nice. Foxy was always my traveling partner. I don't travel with people. I travel you by myself. You like the solidarity? I do. I appreciate it. I feel like I have to see them all day at work. <laughs> I should keep yourself entertained, though. I entertain. I'm very entertaining. <laughs> You're like, I, I sing to myself. I'm so funny. <laughs> I love this. Now we need to see Mickey James stand up comic. That's it. We're just adding to your to do list this this interview. Uh, question number nine What movies can you watch on repeat over and over and never get tired of? Oh my gosh. Um, Dirty Dancing, The Notebook. Um, I don't watch a ton of movies anymore. Like, I kind of, I, I do like a good, like, Sex in the City. I, I own the whole, all of it. Um, it's just the time. The time to sit down and, you know, watch. Plus, Donovan kind of owns the television now. <laughs> I can so, imagine. Hmm, I watch a lot of children's television. <laughs> you're, you're like, I, I only watch children's content now. <laughs> uh, runs the show, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I 100% see it. I see it totally. Uh, last question, question number 10. If you were to be the lead in any musical, which would it be? Uh, Mary Poppins, I think. Yeah, I think I would have to be Mary, because it's one of my favorite Disney classics. It's the best. Well said. Well said. I want to see that too. I'm telling you, you just left my imagination running wild this interview. Mickey, <laughs> um, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And I want to wish you an early happy birthday because I know your birthday's coming up at the end of the month. So happy early birthday. Mickey, before you go, please let me know or let everybody know where they can find you and anything you'd like to promote. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, well, MickeyJames.com, you can find everything. You can find all my social media channels, but also every Wednesday on Gaw TV. And you can follow us there, GawTV.com, and uh, like and subscribe. Perfect. Guys, make sure to check that out. I'll be posting the links in the description box below. But before you go, let me know what you thought of this interview in the comment section below. Give this video a like, subscribe to the channel for more interviews like this one. And until later, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.